This show is part of the Headstuff Podcast Network. Look right down any crowded hall. You'll see there's a beauty standing. Is she really everywhere or a reflection? One always calls out to you. The other's shy and quiet. Could there be two different girls who Welcome to Pi Beta Alpha, the podcast in which we explore the strange and terrifying world of the Sweet Valley High TV series, episode by episode. I'm Anna Carey. I'm Karen Moynihan. And this week we're headed to the dirt track because it's Winsam Lusam. Oh God. Yes, we are back on, on track, as it were, uh, after last week's episode kind of <laughs> jumped back in time because Todd's hair had grown back and it was like, well, this is out of sequence. <laughs> so, so we're back in the storyline of Jessica and Sam being a thing. <laughs> Yes, which was totally forgotten uh, mysteriously in the last Out of Sync episode. But yeah, it's a it's a big deal once more, and the the not particularly exciting or really relevant blurb is Lila is jealous of all the time that Jessica is spending with Sam. Yeah, it's like that thing where we have said before that when they try and keep it really short, it's usually more accurate, but. They've let themselves down now on this game because, <laughs> you know, while it's kind of accurate, it's also very much not even a B plot. It's like a C plot. It's very much yeah. uh, lower in the billing than the actual storyline of this episode. <laughs> very much so. I mean, it's 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 only even a, a small aspect of Lila's storyline, hmm. um, such as that is. So... Yeah, I, I mean, we've we've given up expecting too much for these blurb writers, listeners. So you know, I guess we'll just have to let it go and uh, and dive right into the episode, which begins in the casa where a, a troubled Liz tells Jessica, who's wearing a a very uh, psychedelic black uh, top, she, that she needs to talk about Sam, but Jessica's trying to avoid her. Yeah, it's actually quite funny the way they this little exchange because Liz is like, um, I've been trying to talk to you about this all day. And then Jessica's like, yeah, and I've been trying to avoid you all day. <laughs> so it's like, yeah. yeah, she's just been staying well out of her sights as long as she can. <laughs> and then Todd just lets himself in and Jessica's like, oh, and I managed to do it again. And uh, runs <laughs> off while Liz is occupied with, uh, with the Toddster. And uh, Liz thinks that Jessica's getting in over her head with this bad boy. But uh, Jessica, who somehow still hasn't left the house, despite, you know, taking her cue to leave, says they haven't heard the whole story. But Todd says there's nothing to tell. (gasps) Yeah, Todd and Liz are just like in an extreme judgy mode uh, in this episode because... my God. (laughs) Like even after Jessica reveals the fact that this whole thing... Oh yeah, because just to to throw our minds back to like fucking four weeks ago, whenever it was, (laughs) we actually did the last (laughs) episode that really should have come before this one. Yeah, the whole thing with Sam was that he had... He was in juvie because he beat up some guy uh, so badly that the guy nearly died, apparently. But then Sam revealed that the guy was actually his like abusive stepdad who was awful to both Sam and his mother. 
so uh-huh. that's kind of the the backstory for Sam. So Jessica does actually reveal this to Liz and Todd, and they're both like, "Yeah, well, that's just his side of the story." And it's like, "Well, okay, well, what do you want from him?" <laughs> it's quite a harrowing story, and they're just like, "Yeah, if you believe it." <laughs> Like, Todd has no, I mean, apart from his jealousy, which is, which Jessica does accuse him of, um, like, they have no reason to believe that he's some sort of hoodlum. Like, they have literally just heard, (laughs) he's been to juvie for meeting this person up. And that's, there's no reason not to believe when they're told that it was, you know, defending uh, his mother against an abuser Mm. situation, that that isn't true. It's not like, oh, that's so out of character for Sam, (laughs) this person I know very well and have seen on a embark on a life of violence <laughs> that's the thing because in fairness to Sam he does pretty much keep to himself like all he does is hang out in his little weird garage slash apartment <laughs> and we don't know still don't know what the story is there and like races dirt bike like that seems to be all he does he's not actually out causing trouble or like throwing chips at people Todd so like really he's kind of keeping <laughs> the head down and they're still just not having it <laughs> Yeah, there's only one person around here who's been involved in criminal activities, and that's <laughs> the Todster. Indeed. <laughs> but anyway, Jessica's all defensive. I don't understand to be in fairness. Yeah. Yeah. So, so we cut to the moon beach where Manny is asking Winston for for his wise counsel about uh, what to do when you like a girl. Yeah, he's 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 at a loss. Uh, so yeah, Manny is still kind of uh, mooning after Enid, I guess. And Winston's uh, advice for what he does when he likes a girl is that he follows her around until she either agrees to go out with him or files a restraining order. So yeah. uh, worrying, Winston, worrying. Because <laughs> Manny's like, oh, ha ha, very funny. And Winston's like, yes, yes, I'm I'm joking. It's like, damn it, Winston. <laughs> He delivers the line very well, but it is troubling, Winston. It is troubling. <laughs> troubling, but still well delivered and funny. So you have to give him that. Yes. <laughs> so uh, Maddie uh, reveals that, you know, he wants to, he's, he's going to do it. He wants to ask Ian a doubt. Uh, but what advice does Winston have? And Winston is amused by this. And uh, he says that um, Maddie needs to find out what sort of guy Enid wants and then just become him. And Maddie's like, shouldn't I just be myself? And Winston's like, never worked for me. <laughs> yes, he insists that uh, this way will will lead him to go from, he'll go from Manny, good buddy, to Manny, super stud. <laughs> the mind reels. <laughs> and he insists that this never fails. And a happy Manny just struts off. And then Winston's like, where does it always fail? Hmm. And it's genuinely troubled. <laughs> As if he's, you know, he's, he's uh, tried to test in this method and he just can't remember the results. Well, there you go. He just, yeah, he never, <laughs> he didn't keep proper records, I suppose. But also it's just this thing where it's like the show is just continuing to like labor under the premise that Winston is not actually an absolute right. So we're just supposed to accept the fact that he's uh, some kind of loser. And it's like, no, absolutely not. <laughs> he's gorgeous. I'm sorry, but like everyone needs to cop on in this show. <laughs> Oh, it's like the best looking and most charming and funny mm. character in it is, yeah. should not be the sort of the loveless loser. Because um, <laughs> seriously, like him and Sam, there is, like, it's it's shocking what they expect us to believe is an attractive <laughs> young man. <laughs> it's so true. It's like none of this tre- checks out at all because we have eyes and we can see him. So. <laughs> and ears. <Come> <laughs> exactly. <laughs> 
Jesus, some of Sam's wooden delivery in this mm. is uh, something to behold. But uh, anyway, Maddie emerges from the pool room and who should she see but Enid? And she's revealing a surprising new interest. Yeah, she's holding some kind of golf magazine and just saying to some random girl, oh my God, I love this. Uh, so that's all that Manny catches of the conversation. And he's like, oh, okay, Enid likes golf. So I guess I love golf. Uh, but then it, the kind of camera stays on Enid after Manny has left. Uh, and she's kind of saying that, yeah, this is great. I'm going to get this subscription for my uncle. He loves golf. But then she reveals that she thinks golf is the dullest thing on earth. So Manny's immediately <gasps> on the wrong track here. <laughs> oh, poor old Manny. Not for the first or last time in this episode. Mm. Well, we cut to the counter where Todd is raving about his motocross skills, I guess. Mm. But uh, Liz is all nervous because she knows rightly that it's dangerous. But Todd is quite cocky. He's so cocky. He's such an asshole in this episode. Oh my he God. really is. Because, <laughs> uh, yeah, I think Liz mentioned Sam and she's just nervous about the whole thing because it's dangerous. And I guess because they both have this weird mistrust of Sam and that he's going to do something wild and crazy and like dangerous on the track. Uh, but mm. then like Jess and Sam actually walk in and Todd like so rudely is like, oh, speak oh. of the jailbird. Like he's so <laughs> obnoxious in this episode. It's like... If you were to look at these people interacting, you'd be like, oh, clearly Todd is the asshole that we're not meant to be yeah. rooting for here. <laughs> so I wouldn't trust exactly. that guy as far as I could throw him. Like, Sam is just minding his own business. <laughs> oh, my God. It's, Todd is seriously, it's so unprovoked and mm. obnoxious throughout. Yeah. But mm-hmm. anyway, uh, Sam extremely woodenly says, <laughs> as he and Jessica take a seat, says, how big of you to share your counter with a dangerous guy like me? No, too much personality. Take it down. (laughs) 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 Seriously, Private Alpha Sisters, if you have not watched this episode, you cannot imagine how wooden he is when he's meant to be playing this bad boy. It is like, I don't know, did he win this part in a raffle? Like, how did he get cast? Whose nephew is this? Like, I just, (laughs) I need answers. And Jessica is so much better than him uh, when she says to the the other two, want to confiscate his butter knife? (laughs) Um, So she wants to, you know, get things out in the open and just sort out this, uh, I guess, this this prejudice against Mm. Sam. Um, But Sam is in the mood for justifying himself. Um, So he's like, no, come on, let's go. And he says he is, uh, Jessica's like, yeah, okay, we've got better things to do than hang out with people acting like jerks. And Sam says something along the lines of, it's all right, I'm used to it. And besides, <laughs> they weren't acting. I mean, neither are you, Sam. Well, look, <laughs> some people, no one. <laughs> good God, some people certainly were not acting in that scene, Sam. <laughs> My God. <laughs> <laughs> Well, we cut to Sweet Valley High, where Cheryl is concerned for Lila, which is a turn up for the books. Never got the impression she liked Lila at all. Yeah, usually Cheryl's just kind of 
trading barbs with uh, with Lila or they're usually just kind of snapping at each other. But uh, yeah, Lila's at her locker. She's all fed up and just like ah, giving it all that. <laughs> so Cheryl <laughs> asks her what's wrong and Lila reveals that now Jessica has no time for her anymore. And she kind of reminisces about how, you know, they used to go shopping or hang out and talk about shopping. So <laughs> Cheryl's not too impressed with this and says, look, you need to broaden your horizons. So she's trying to urge Lila to uh, to try something else out. But uh Lila's like, all right, fine. What do you have in mind? And Cheryl reveals that there's a, an art class after school that she's going to. So she tries to convince Lila to go with her, but Lila isn't really having it. So Cheryl has to literally drag her off screen <laughs> to take her to this art class. <laughs> it was a great, yet another great comic moment for Bridget Flattery there. Mm. Um, so if we cut to Sam's garage gaff, <laughs> there, we still no indication of... Is he still in school? Is is the garage like a going concern as a business? <laughs> like, what? <laughs> how does this work? <laughs> so um, she apologizes for him for, you know, the behavior of Liz and Todd earlier. Mm. And he woodenly says, you know, uh, like, no offense, Jessica, but I don't care about your friends. Yeah. <laughs> uh, because he wants to impress some talent scouts who are coming to the race, which might mean, you know, sponsorship and better bikes and, uh, you know, a glittering dirt bike career. Because <laughs> um, he needs the money. I mean, the guess the garage isn't doing that well. But um, I guess, yeah. Again, like we, we still don't know anything about this boy. But yeah, there's, uh, yeah, these guys are coming to this race on Sunday. So it's it's on his mind a lot. And uh, he really needs to impress them to, uh, as you say, get out of these, I guess, financial straits. I don't know. <laughs> but he does kind of mention <laughs> how uh, that dirt bike racing is a very expensive uh, sport to get into. So mm. he's, he's, uh, he's very determined and focused on this race that he has to win it. Well, Jessica has an idea for distraction. And then we see them dirt bike across a pristine lawn <laughs> in a park. Very, very Jackie from uh, very. from the arrest. <laughs> and then they have a picnic montage with some rocking beats. There you go. Yes, a park montage. I feel like it's been a while since we've had a montage. So I appreciated this, yeah. even though not a huge amount happened in it. They're kind of just feeding chips to each other uh, and playing frisbee <laughs> and like messing around in a playground, like on a little roundabout, spinning each other around. Yes. But, uh, that, that's about the, the height of the montage, unfortunately. Mm, yes. There's some, and there's some sort of jangly rocking beats saying, hmm. I've been driving around. <laughs> I've dreamed something more to life well I hope they've been dreaming of better jeans because I swear to god the jeans that they are wearing in this scene are just I mean they're actually very like the outfit of the cover of the arrest oh you're right yeah a lot of denim going on (laughs) and horrible black shoes and leather jackets Well, the jury's still out on who that couple was. But is, it, is it though, Anna? <laughs> because it looked to me like kind of an overwhelming number of people voting for it being Nicholas and Anne, but okay, fine. <laughs> um, it's not too late to have your say, listeners. Yes, to it, <laughs> it was pretty conclusive. <laughs> Um, well, 
called uh, this couple is the Jess and Sam and uh, they eventually the montage ends and they lie on the grass and Jessica asks Sam if he believes in fate because she does and true love can only happen if it's in your destiny hmm yeah it actually and again like poor Jessica is doing all the heavy lifting in terms of charm and acting uh, right here. Oh my God. <laughs> but um, but God it is quite a cute, ex- it's a cute exchange again, all on her part because uh, he kind of says something like, oh, am I your true love? Uh, and Jess is like, oh, well, I haven't read your fortune and like takes his hand and does this whole kind of palm reading bit where she's like, oh, your love line is in good shape, but oh no, what's this? Oh, I don't like the look of this at all. And he's like, what is it? <laughs> she says, your cuticles are a mess. <laughs> and they frolic. <laughs> So we we cush to the moon beach where Enid uh, reveals to Liz that she just saw a river run through it. A river runs through it with Brad Fish. And as uh, Maddie approaches them from behind in full golf gear, including plus fours, a hash, like Argyle, it's it's a hilarious look. Uh, All he hears is Enid saying that now she thinks fly fishing is really sexy. so poor Maddie has to do a quick turnaround. He does. And of course, he's laden down with uh, golf clubs. So poor Manny, the size of him, uh, just topples over <laughs> on the floor of the moon beach under the weight of all this gear. <laughs> he does. Uh, so, um, yes, it's another strike two for, for poor, uh, or strike one for poor Manny. I guess this is his first approach. Mm. And Liz and Eden see him on the ground. So he's really, you know, he's not, uh, he's not impressing her. So we cut to the art class. Cheryl's having a great time. She just did a quite gloomy charcoal piece called A Walk in the Park. Uh, She asks Lila how she's getting on. Lila scoffs and said she always thought art was just done by dead people. Um, (laughs) But it turns out she's got some talents. (laughs) Yes, because when they're revealing the kind of charcoal pieces to each other, Lila spins hers around. She says the title of it is Neiman Marcus Just Closed. And it's it's basically The Scream by Edward Monk. Yes. Yes, but quite well done in fairness <laughs> very well done in charcoals uh, yes. impressive work Lila she's a natural she is we, we cut to the bike track where Todd is revoltingly smug about his prospects uh, in the race on Sunday because he says on Sunday I'll have a trophy in one hand and a beautiful lady in the other <laughs> and uh, Liz is like oh that beautiful lady my, my, you know better be me and he's like yes of course but she warns him about Sam because she somehow suspects Sam is going to like sabotage Todd's chances. Yeah, again, based on absolutely nothing. Uh, she's like, she wants Todd to promise her that if Sam does anything crazy at the race, like try to run him off the track. It's like, where is this coming from? <laughs> like, Todd is the aggressive one in all of these interactions. <laughs> but um, yeah, she wants him to just to promise that if, if he tries anything like this, to just let him go by. Uh and Todd's like, no way, <laughs> I'm going to win this race. <laughs> He's just the worst in this. And like Sam arrives oh. up and he does kind of advise Todd. But again, because they just don't like each other, Todd just takes everything the wrong way. But Sam kind of cockily is kind of saying like, oh, you know, you need to tighten your front wheel or something. And Todd's like, mind your business, mm. Sam. <laughs> oh my God. He's oh. such a baby. It is. Really like, is. It's-, it's so bad. Yeah, that's it. Because when Todd says, mind your business, Sam is like, this is my business. So yeah, maybe he is a professional dog. I don't know. Uh, <laughs> that makes the point that, that if, if Todd comes off his bike while Sam is lapping him, then he could get hurt. And they kind of trash talk each other back and forth. Um, oh, it's embarrassing. But, 
Yes, it's it's so cringy. But Sam basically is just like nothing's getting in my way on Sunday. Uh, so they're both determined <gasps> to be the winners of this race, and uh, yeah, they're just both painful. <laughs> Well, they, Sam try. They try to sort of make it a bit of a class conflict because when you know when Sam says about the the bike, the front wheel being mm. off and yeah, you know, potentially hurting Sam. Uh, Todd thinks he's like trying to psych him out. Says, save, your, save your psych jobs for the I don't know for the for the track. But Sam's like, oh, I don't need to psych out a rookie driving a shiny bike. His daddy just bought him. <gasps> Oh yeah, that is yeah. That's a pretty good point, I suppose, because Sam obviously takes this very seriously, whereas this is just like some new hobby for for Todd. <laughs> yeah, and I mean the gear that they are wearing is frankly spectacular. So uh, <laughs> it must cost a pretty penny, I'm sure. <laughs> it's very colourful. Hmm. Very. They kind of look like Power Rangers or something. I thought. <laughs> oh, yeah. oh well, maybe that's what it was. They got a you know they got just wee maps. <laughs> Power Rangers ensembles from elsewhere in the, in the studio. They're only ne- next door in the, the soundstage beside them, sure. <laughs> Borrowing out villain outfit, Grant. <laughs> <laughs> well, we cut to the Casa uh, del Wakefield, where Liz, wearing a long skirt and waistcoat, mm. uh, lets in Sam. And out of absolutely nowhere, she just tells him, look, I think I'm a good uh, judge of character and you're selfish uh, and you, I know you don't care about other people like Todd or Jessica or your father. It's like, what the fuck is this coming from? And stay, as, as I was like, my stepfather and uh, stomps off. <laughs> yeah, like Liz, unprompted, is so rude. It really doesn't seem in character oh for her God. at all. But she has just taken against him like so quickly it's it is kind of funny how rude she is because it's just it's so unnecessary (laughs) um but yeah like just completely unprovoked but anyway yeah jessica comes down the stairs so they just leave but sam is like well great getting to know you better and it's like your bitch is kind of unsaid but very much implied (laughs) in his in his tone because sometimes he manages to pull something off but uh, yeah it's just like she was she was just so mean to him for no good reason there and you know bringing up his his stepfather it's like that is none of your business liz like shut the fuck up (laughs) How? And like, if there's any truth that it was, you know, we assume that it is true. If mm. it was true that his his stepfather was beating up his mother, this is really even more horrendous thing to say. Mm. Oh, Liz. <laughs> well, we cut to the art class where Cheryl is wearing a silk blouse. Oh my God. I was just like, Cheryl, yes, I absolutely love it. She is representing Sweet Valley <laughs> to the max here in this blouse. It's stunning. <laughs> golden oh look it's a sight to behold uh but (laughs) yeah it turns out lila has basically mastered like all the disciplines when it comes to this art class uh cheryl's just reeling off she's like you're amazing at watercolors acrylics pottery do you know how unbelievable that is Uh, and lila's just very casual about this new amazing talent she has she's like it's just stuff and then we actually see lila and she's wearing like a beret and a smock and just like painting away at an easel like a cartoon painter it's fantastic Well, Cheryl says, this is great stuff. And uh, says, oh, you know what? I love your blue period. And Lana goes, oh, you mean Thursday? <laughs> so she's really, uh, <laughs> she's, uh, her arch uh, trajectory is uh, is quite extraordinary. And uh, Cheryl reveals that she's organized an exhibition. Yeah, she's invited people uh, to come to the, I guess, room or whatever art room they're using the following day because uh, she's going to to do up the place and put on an art show of Lila's work. 
But Lila's like, why? Like, why would you bother? Who would want to buy this? And then like spins around the easel and we see that it's like a detail of like creation of Adam with the two hands, but like yeah. one is handing a credit card to the other. And it's like, yeah. that is definitely <laughs> something that you would see now. And it's like, oh, comment on capitalism and commercialization yeah. of art or whatever. And it's like, yeah, actually lots of people would buy that, Lila. <laughs> Um, so yeah, she's uh, she's dismissive of her amazing talents, um, and and of Cheryl's uh, very noble, frankly, efforts to share Lila's work with the world. Indeed, it's. <laughs> but uh, we then cut to to Manny, who is arriving, Shay Enid in full fishing garb, and uh, Enid answers the door because, of course, no adult will answer the door, and as it turns out, five o'clock in the morning. Um, and she's baffled. Uh, she's like, what are you doing here? And he's like, oh, you know, surprise. She said, well, I was going to get up in three hours anyway. Um, and uh, yeah, Maddie reveals his uh, his offer. Yeah, he says that apparently him and Winston were supposed to go fishing that morning, but Winston's cancelled on him. So he wonders if Enid wants to join him <laughs> until Enid reveals she hates fishing. But uh, <gasps> but Manny's in luck because apparently her grandpa Leo loves fishing and he's staying with them that week. So she's going to go get him. So <laughs> Manny's going to have a fishing buddy that he doesn't want. Well, we cut to the school where we see Ly- Cheryl selling Lila's model of a boot, which looks—I'm like, sorry—it was a cl- was it a clown shoe? That's what it looked like to me. <laughs> oh, I thought it was like a model of like a dock boot, which is the sort of thing a teenager in the early nineties oh. might have made in pottery. But oh, I, I don't is. know if this would. Yeah, don't know if this was <laughs> testimony to her amazing skills. So allegedly, yeah. I have to no. say, <laughs> same. Yeah, I would question this uh, shoe or boot or whatever the hell it was. It did not look great. Very junior start art project. <laughs> oh, very much so. Hmm. But uh, Cheryl reveals that all her work has now sold, and she has back orders for more. But Lila's Lila's just lost interest. Yeah, she says she's over it. Uh, just not really interested now. And Cheryl can't understand this at all. She's like, but people love your stuff. You make things people actually want to own. Like, that is so unusual. And you're so lucky. She's like, your future is limitless. Uh, and points out that they've also made some sweet, sweet cash from uh, all these sales. Uh-huh. <laughs> Um, but uh, Lila says yes and uh, she's going shopping and Cheryl's like what like your future as an artist is assured somehow based on a show you do when you're like 16 but anyway and you want to go shopping and Lila points out the problem with all the stuff she's created and the things that she's uh, she's crafted she can't wear any of them and off she struts <laughs> she's out of here she's so funny like I just love her delivery so much like she's just brilliant <laughs> She really is. And I'm very sad that we won't. We've only got a few uh, Lila. One, two, three, four episodes left before she is replaced. The injustice. Outrage. Mm. (sighs) Anyway, we cut to the track and uh, bikes race all all over the, are racing all over the place. The race hasn't even started yet, but apparently they're allowed to just like, ride around the track for a while I don't know how this works and Winston is with the twins and he just goes I could do that please you could put you put boots on without falling over and Lila's or Liz is like don't be so rude but then Winston and again he delivers this so well he's like well actually you know last night I tried to I tried on those boots and and then he just pauses and runs away (laughs) just like disappears out of shot it's great he's so funny (laughs) 
<laughs> so Liz, it was still inexplicably like, none of this makes any sense, but I guess we should be used to things emotionally mm. Uh, charged moments not really making sense in both books and screen and uh, Liz is um, uh, Liz tells Jessica like oh you know I'm gonna go off and join up my friends I'll leave you with yours alone because somehow her refusal to believe Sam has caused a giant rift on her side I don't really understand why it's very strange but yeah it's very much like I'm yeah we're over here with the gang and you're on your own now because you've chosen Sam and that's you know your bad choices but like yeah it's very weird so we uh we go to the starting line of the race and Todd is next to Sam and warns him like you better not try anything try and run me off the track um but (laughs) Sam is just defiant just doesn't give a shit (laughs) really much (laughs) They're really like in each other's faces as well. It's very funny because like, yeah, Todd, yeah, to say something about, yeah, he's going to run him off the track if he tries anything. And Sam, again, very woodenly is like, you see this? This is how scared I am. He's like pointing to his face. And I was watching this just going, kiss, because they got so close at one point. It's like, that would actually be interesting. Go on. I say the their most chemistry in the way, though. Well, probably, but they weren't wearing helmets at the time, and honestly, it is the most chemistry either of those characters have had with anybody, and it was with each other. So I was like, "Yes, let's just roll with this. Come on, <laughs> spice it up a bit. Get it where you can." <laughs> so we come back to Liz and the others, and Liz is all nervous, and um, she goes off to pace to and fro, and Manny tries to urge Winston to pace with her so he can hang out with Enid, and Winston finally takes the hint. And Enid says something about, you know, it's the rift between the twins, and Manny is like, well, you know, at least they're open about their feelings, and some people find that hard. And Enid agrees, then goes off into a tangent about her aunt and her uncle, and her uncle was a roadie with the who, so his, uh, her aunt wasn't very impressed with his his dress sense but then Manny makes his move or tries to oh he kind of finally gets up the nerve to ask her out uh, but unfortunately it's right at the moment that a bunch of bikes go right past them so it's super loud and she can't hear and she's like oh this wouldn't be a problem if it was my uncle Ernie or whatever because apparently he's also super loud after having been a roadie for the who <laughs> so poor Manny kind of builds up his nerve again and tries again and is trying to ask her out for like dinner on the Saturday night or something but again the bikes all go flying past so anytime he tries to actually ask her on the date she can't hear him and he just gets frustrated and eventually he's just like never mind and just kind of that's oh. it so he's, he's tried and it just didn't work out but only because she couldn't hear him <laughs> or Maddie. yeah so the race finally is kicking off and jessica and liz are both very nervous so we spent they spent a huge amount of time or so it feels watching the competitors like put on their helmets and rev their bikes <laughs> up and oh line God. up it goes on You're for like, ages <laughs> Seriously, does. I mean, it's quite handy when you're recapping because you don't really have to write anything while this is airing. But, Truly, uh, yes. I was just like, race, Todd in lead. Sam v. Todd. Race, race, race. <laughs> like, yeah. That's kind of how the next few minutes go. Yeah, rocking guitars play. Now, a biker <laughs> at one stage does fall and we're shown mm. that that's dangerous because obviously if they fall in the track, like if they're, you know, they're not badly injured, but then all the other bikes are like jumping over a hill on top uh, yeah. of them. So it's, yeah. uh, it's a risk. And the Sam and Todd are neck and neck as they bounce along over the tracks and Todd takes the lead. But then, oh my God, it's so obvious what's happening. But mm-hmm. Sam <laughs> is pointing dramatically at Todd's, the front of Todd's bike. And everybody's like, what's happening? He's trying to push him off his bike. 
I know in my notes here, we're just like, shut up, Liz. Because like, clearly Sam is like pointing very exaggeratedly at Todd's front wheel. And yeah, Liz is like, he's trying to shove him off his bike and have to try. It's like, I'm sorry, based on what? He's waving his arm around. Like he's not even near him. <laughs> but yeah, everyone's and freaking it's out. pointing. Clearly pointing. Like it's so like, yeah, exaggerated pointing. But anyway, yeah, everybody freaks out thinking that Sam is up to something. Um, mm. And it kind of, again, like race, race, race. Uh, <laughs> but then eventually there's a big dramatic oh. corner uh, and Todd yeah. comes off his bike. He falls. He does, and he's uh, he's trapped under it. And Sam dismounts and runs to help him uh, as the other bikes are zooming towards them. And obviously, in mot- in dirt bike racing, like they are, it's all up and down hills, so you mm. can't see what's on the other side of the hill. So it is pretty dangerous. Um, yeah. But before the bikes can, the other competitors can hit Todd. Sam drags him off the track to safety, and when the others rush over to them, Sam. Uh, reveals and of course he was trying to warn him about the wheel and they're like but you threw the race and he says but I had no choice I had to tell Todd and Todd uh, hangs him and is like I had you all wrong and uh, I guess that's proved that he's not a criminal I guess like again all of this based on absolute nonsense but yeah it was like poor Sam did have to throw his race because he was in the lead at that stage yeah. but they had to go back for Todd because Todd's a dipshit uh, and <sighs> yeah they, they do all make up because like again all you have to do is save somebody's life to be accepted sometimes in Sweet Valley it's like that's how extreme <laughs> they get it's like that's how you prove your worth as a human being it's like only if you've saved a core <laughs> member of the gang from something terrible maybe then we'll talk to you <laughs> By the way, we do hear the winner announced in the background and it says Michael. So I was wondering, was it uh, April's Michael? Michael Harris, isn't it? Yeah. Harris, I think, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah, because it's like number 14 was the winner. I didn't even catch the name, but that actually would be a very good deep cut if it was actually Michael Harris. I know. (laughs) I I heard Michael and we round and listened to it again and uh, I couldn't hear the surname. But Mm. um, if any eagle-eared listeners caught it, let us know because, yeah, that, that, that would indeed be a good deep cut. Um, but we cut back to the uh, the Moon Beach where Winston is serving up a typically huge serving of chips there back. Um, and he says, it's on the house, thanks to Bruce. Then just goes, just don't tell him. <laughs> and then finally apologises to Sam. Like, like uh, at so last. <laughs> yeah, was it just a really awkward car ride all the way to the Moon Beach where like nobody yeah. apologised to Sam yet for being such a dick to him? <laughs> I guess. But he's like, oh, do you know, don't worry. Everyone thinks I'm a jerk at first. And Todd's like, except Jessica. And Sam says, yes, I couldn't fool her. (laughs) God love me, he's trying. So then Liz uh, says, oh, the movie's going to start in 15 minutes. So she and Todd get up and go without so much as a is a buy your leave <laughs> and uh, then just as you if you might possibly think that they are ditching Sam and Jessica or rather than that they just have bad manners um, uh, Todd leans back and says come on didn't you hear the movie starting in 15 minutes and Sam says okay but the one who has a near death experience buys the popcorn and Todd is like says who and Sam says it's a rule look it up <laughs> they all laugh Oh God! <laughs> <It's> torturous. 
It really is. I mean, it makes Todd look like Jack Lemon. Like it's just <laughs> honestly, Todd's a comedy genius. Besides, um, like... <laughs> but they all laugh, and uh, that's the end. Of yeah, that's, our, uh, that's our freeze frame. Yeah, so there we go. <laughs> Because it was a lose Sam in the uh, in the race, but a win Sam in the bosom of the Wakefield family. There you go. In terms of acceptance, <laughs> <laughs> indeed. Well, Pi Beta Alpha sisters, uh, do let us know what you thought of this episode. Uh, were you as unimpressed by Sam's uh, wooden <laughs> delivery as we were? Were you pleased with the return of the montage? Yeah, I mean, it was not one of the better montages, but you know, no. it, if if it's if it's a weak montage or no montage at all, I will take weak montage. <laughs> Absolutely, me too. Um, well, you know where to find us, Pi Beta Alpha Sisters. We are on Twitter at SVH Podcast. Yeah, you can fire us an email at svhpodcast at gmail.com. And of course, we are on Instagram at SVH Podcast. And uh, yes, you had uh, you had something to say about about last uh, the last episode. Um, I am Sarah. Nineteen eighty one said. I also want to say my dad has his own pool cue, and it comes in a leather case. So you know, apparently, it's it's not that unusual. I guess. I mean, yeah, it's impressive commitment to pool for sure. Uh, but again, seems more like something that, yes, a dad would have more so than a 16 year old high school student. But yeah. Yes. <laughs> um, so uh, Pippi Ann Shirley was a fan, said the lipstick, the shit shoes, the paper covered text folks. Oh, we didn't mention them, but that is very authentic. I can't decide what I loved most about this episode. It just gave so much. <laughs> uh, it really did I mean this it was did. quite a come down after that <laughs> very true yeah that's it even the montage couldn't make up for for the yeah the, just it was such a good one last time round but um, yeah in terms of our title because we were very confused by it being called Totally Clueless but Sahag Agram uh, commented saying the episode title is Totally Cueless like a pool table oh. cue Clueless may have been a typo so it was a typo across both YouTube and Wikipedia and wherever else we were looking at this episode because that <laughs> makes way more sense and explains so much more <laughs> than the title we thought it was <laughs> well uh, there was some love for Vincenzo uh, I mean Ruth uh, K83 said oh goodness between Margo and real life OTGs we're in a sweet valley golden age um, though Courtney Shaw said so I was driving home tonight listening to SVH podcast like you do and they kept going on about how we would not believe who shows up in this week's episode <laughs> God help me I thought if the hosts were this excited it was going to be Koichi oh god can you imagine <laughs> Oh, I'm oh. so sad. I'm I'm very sorry that we led you to believe such a thing was going to happen because that would have been incredible. <laughs> it really would have been. Uh, we heard also uh, from uh, Maria Teresa Biblioteca saying Italian American here, Sicilian American to be specific. I boast multiple cousins named Vinny Vincenzo in my lineage, and normally this kind of Italian uh, stereotype bullshit exhausts me. But the plot twist from OTG to follicular artiste <laughs> redeemed it all for me. <laughs> I truly, none of us saw that coming. In fairness. <laughs> 
<laughs> Absolutely did not. She said, also unrelated, but it seems that 90s era brown lipstick is back and I'm here for it. Revlon Toast of New York forever. We'll have to try Ooh. that out. <laughs> Rosewood from the body shop, I think, must have been discontinued sometime around 1999. So, um... <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> it did it did strike me uh, when uh, Maria Teresa said that about Vinny and Vincenzo. I realised that actually Vincent is quite a, co- a common name in Ireland. Um, I think possibly more in, so than in other Anglophone countries. I guess it's like a trans-Catholic thing. Like there's St. Vincent. Yes, St. Vincent, yeah. Or like St. Vincent de Paul kind of. Oh, yeah. yeah. Mm. So, uh, yes, yeah, so I, I know a few Vinnies and Irish Vinnies. Uh, Vinnies too, but... No, me too, yeah. No Vincenzos. No, no. <laughs> not quite as, as fancy sounding as that. But yes, I, I know a few Vinnies as well, actually, now that you say it. That's funny. Well, you know, we'll we'll take any OTG uh, where we can find them. Um, and we particularly did. I mean, Vincenzo really did surpass all our expectations. <laughs> so <laughs> I guess any episode after that was going to be a bit of a come down. True. Yeah, it's hard to top unexpected old-timey gangster. I mean, Jesus, that kind of is all we ever want from anything to do with Sweet Valley. And it's usually not on purpose. So for it to actually intentionally happen was was quite a reveal. It really was. And such a surprise. Well, God knows if any... I mean, all bets are off now. We can't predict anything now. So uh, who knows whether, um, whether some OTGs will turn up in the next one. Because I have to say... The episode description for for the next uh, the next one looks very intriguing. Oh, is this identical opposites? Yes, Jessica. Okay. Oh, they're going to appear on a talk show. Interesting, but they have to pretend yes. to be long lost twin sisters. Okay. Yeah. Yes. Actually, that's usually a bit so of crack this... seeing the twins actually playing each because they do do it quite well. I feel like they kind of pull off the Liz and Jess mannerisms quite well when they've had to switch it up. They do, and they haven't done it for a while. So, mm. um, so yes, I'm looking forward to that. I think that should be more fun than dirt bike racing. Mm, um, God, yeah. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> well, see what you think, Pie Beat Alpha Sisters. Uh, thank you, of course, for listening and for supporting the show. You are the wind beneath our wings. Uh, we will see you in the main feed next week when we uh, find out what happens when Elizabeth hears the verdict. Or will we? Maybe the verdict won't even be in it. I haven't read it yet. It might be four weeks after the verdict. Who even knows? Like, really? <laughs> it's anyone's guess. <laughs> They're playing very fast and loose with those episode titles, I have to say. <laughs> but uh, we will see you then to find out something, I guess. And hopefully there'll yeah. be more Mar- more Margot action. Oh, and we'll just oh. say, listeners, if you didn't see this on Instagram, a listener called Jenna. If you're listening, Jenna, we love you. Oh made God. a playlist for Margot. <laughs> it has to be heard to be believed. It's it's, it's just it's incredible, extraordinary. <laughs> Honest to God, like I I can't cope. It's amazing. Uh, yeah, we put it on Twitter. It's probably gone off Instagram stories at this stage now. By the time you'll be hearing this, but it's on our our Twitter uh, page. And my God, please go check it out because it is a work of art. Honest to God, it's so good. <laughs> It really is. And it will keep you going for a week until the uh, the next episode in the main feed appears. But we after after some Margot madness, we will be back here in the clubhouse in two weeks time when we find out what happens when Jessica and Elizabeth are 
as I guess they always are, <laughs> identical <laughs> opposites. Ooh. <laughs> See you then, everybody. Thanks for listening. Bye. This show is part of the Headstuff Podcast Network, a hub for the creative and the curious. Shows are produced in association with Headstuff and the Podcast Studios Dublin. Find out more or become a member at headstuffpodcasts.com.